Hey guys, tis the season to be mortgage. Today, we're talking about bank statement mortgage for self-employed borrowers on episode 20 of the Mortgage Guide podcast. I'm Adam Lesnar, and this is the Mortgage Guide podcast, where it's my job to dissect some of the most interesting mortgage challenges and give you the tools and solutions you need to accomplish your homeownership goals, hopes, and dreams. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or seasoned real estate professional, I guarantee you'll get some good takeaways on every episode. I invite you to subscribe and drop me a review if you get a second. I appreciate your time and stopping by. So let's jump right into it. Today we're talking about bank statement mortgage for self-employed borrowers or 1099 borrowers or private contractors. Basically, anybody who's not a W-2 employee, this is going to be the perfect opportunity to see what is available for you if you're not showing adequate income on paper on your tax returns to Uncle Sam, like many business owners are. So, for business owners or private contractors, a bank statement mortgage may be the option you need to uh, turn to when looking at getting a mortgage if you show low income on your tax return. So what's a bank statement mortgage loan? A bank statement mortgage is a home loan that uses a borrower's bank statements to calculate their income. This is considered an alternative documentation loan since tax returns are not used to calculate income. These loans are for self-employed borrowers or private contractors who have substantial tax write-offs. So when showing low income on tax returns, it can be challenging to prove the ability to repay the mortgage. By using bank statements to qualify, there's more of an accurate approach to calculating income. So I'm just going to list some basic requirements here. You're talking about doing at least 10% down on a loan like this. Um, or if you're refinancing, you need to have at least 10% equity. Um, minimum credit score, you need at least 600 um, typically, you're going to do 12 months bank statements, and the income will be averaged based on deposits over a 12 month period. Sometimes we'll need a profit and loss statement, just depends on the scenario. And you must be self employed for at least two years. There are very, very rare cases that will allow to do it um, less than two years self employment. But if you're in the exact same line of work and you've been self-employed for at least 12 months, there may be some way to do it on a hybrid type of loan situation. So we could look at it, but these are done on single family homes, two to four unit uh, properties and condos as well. And they're available on home purchase refinance and cash out refinance as well. So bank account types, there's two different ways of doing this. So first of all, we'd look at personal bank statements, probably ideal. When using personal bank statements to qualify, the deposits will be carefully reviewed to determine where the deposits are coming from. If deposits are consistently coming from another account, account statements, probably two months for that other account will need to be provided to confirm it's an account associated with the business. Uh, if using personal accounts to qualify, you do not need to be 100% owner of the business, but all individuals listed on the account used to qualify must also be on the new loan. Keep in mind, any large deposits or like unusual deposits will need to be sourced to confirm they were from business activity as opposed to a deposit from the sale of an asset or a loan or something of that sort. So if the deposit was from a, a 
was from a source other than business activity, that deposit would have to be excluded from the income average calculation. So the other way to do it uh, would be using a business bank statement. So when using business bank statements to qualify, the deposits will be used minus an expense factor. To keep it simple, um, if you use a 50% expense factor, then you know if your income, if your deposits shown on the bank statements over 12 months were 200k, then when using a 50% expense factor, you're at 100k for income. It just keeps things simple. Um, sometimes it avoids having to get a profit and loss statement or some sort of uh, confirmation from a CPA. Some lenders will allow a more uh, precise expense factor based on a CPA letter or a profit and loss statement. So going that direction may allow for higher use of business account deposits if it's needed. So if using a business account to qualify, you must be 100% owner of the business. So talking about bank statement mortgage interest rates, when getting an alternative documentation loan like this, a bank statement mortgage, interest rates are not the same. It's not the same ballpark as what you would see on a conventional or FHA mortgage. Now, with that said, um, if, you have, if you're a well-qualified buyer, and your equity's strong, and it, and it's a very cut and dry scenario. I am seeing pricing right now that is very competitive when you compare it to uh, conventional, and in some cases, I've, I'm even seeing it more competitive than conventional. But it just depends on the scenario, it depends on the volume, the credit, and the whole shebang. So, um, but typically, it's an alternative documentation loan, so you'd expect that the interest rate's a little bit higher. Um, when using bank statements to qualify, it's a non-traditional process of calculating income. For that reason, loans are considered slightly higher risk. Since that is the case, you can expect that interest rates are higher than traditional mortgage loan types. But it just it just depends, really. Uh, but <clears throat> you can typically choose from a couple different options. Most popular would be like a 5-1 arm or a 30-year fix. The 5-1 arm or adjustable rate mortgage means the rate is fixed for the first five years and then has the ability to adjust um, after that initial five-year period. There are always caps on how much the rate can adjust after the first five years and each lender has different guidelines and what the caps are, so just be sure to ask. A 30-year fix option will be a little bit higher interest rate than the 5-1 arm, but it gives you the long-term comfort knowing it'll never change. Um, keep in mind, most people do not keep a mortgage for more than five to seven years. Upgrading uh, your home or downsizing or you're relocating to another state or you end up refinancing, which is why many times a 5-1 arm ends up being a good option to take into consideration, especially if you're anticipating um, showing more income on your tax returns because in a few years or a couple years, it might make sense to refinance in a conventional. So the 5-year arm is kind of like a, a good uh, short-term fix for short-term circumstance, basically. Now... Another option to look at with a bank statement loan would be a 24-month bank statement mortgage. If the deposits on the bank statements over the most recent 12 months are a bit inconsistent, then the lender may ask for an additional 12 months of bank statements to demonstrate the consistency or the, uh, to establish stability, I guess. So typically only 12 months bank statements are needed, but in some cases having the 24-month history will further solidify the borrower's ability to repay. Now, there are loans out there um, that will allow you to do one-month bank statement loans. 
So in rare cases, it may be possible to use one month bank statement loans to get approved. This type of loan has more strict credit requirements and down payment restrictions than other comparable bank statement loans. For the one month bank statement loan, minimum credit 650, not too bad, but minimum down payment is 25% on a home purchase. If refinancing minimum equity is, you have to still maintain 30% equity. So, um, and you can't have any mortgage delinquency in the last five years. In addition, there can be zero NSFs, non-sufficient fund fees um, for the month that you provide the, uh, the, the bank statements and there can't be any NSFs year to date as well. So lastly, on the one month bank statement loan, there's zero tolerance for any new charge offs, collections or tax liens in the most recent three years. Um, on that product. So that this product is that one is really meant to provide simplicity for the well-qualified buyer. I hope that helps. I know I've discussed some uh, bank statement loans in the past uh, on previous episodes, but I wanted to touch on it today because of the new um, one-month bank statement loan that's available. And um, here's the thing: the, the the difference between people start getting nervous about this type of non-traditional financing and say, oh, we're headed for the situation that led to the housing meltdown. But um, these loans are very heavily underwritten. I mean, um, this isn't a situation where someone's just claiming what their income is and putting 5% down. The down payment requirements are, I mean, you're, you have skin in the game with this. And the underwriter is looking for stability and consistency, and you really have to document this isn't a stated loan. Um, and so, anyways, I hope that helps. I appreciate you stopping by. Let me know what questions you have on this. You can always stop by at balanceprocess.com. That's balanceprocess.com. Shoot me a, a, an inquiry. Let me know what questions you have, um, and I'd be happy to answer it. Um, but I really appreciate you stopping by. Look forward to your questions and. Happy holiday season to everybody. I appreciate you. It's been a fantastic year and um, look forward to more podcast episodes coming up. Thanks so much and we'll talk with you soon.